is The Hill. Talking Rugby League with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Hill. Staring me opposite me. In where are we, Tim? Flemington. That's where you live. In person is Mr. Sparks, the king of this show. We're excited. Because we record on a Thursday night and we appreciate your patience as we get this uh, show out. At the moment, the Roosters are leading the Broncos 51-0, I believe. 53. 53-0, pardon me. I should have here. 51 kick to come. And uh, league's back. you know, And you've heard that around the traps for the last couple of weeks. Rugby league's back. And so are we. This is a new era of the revamped hill. We're now here in person. I've moved up from Melbourne. We're feeling good, and let me just do a little bit of a, a brief intro as to what this show will be, Tim, uh, to you and the listeners. Massive show, firstly. Biggest guest we've ever had on the hill, ever, by a long way. I mean, some, you know, okay, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I would have said, well, Jason Taylor does compete with this guy, but coming up on the show in about 15 or so minutes, if we can get through our own conversation, mm. premiership winner, origin star, and international, former international, Luke Lewis. Joins the hill. Can you believe that, Sparks? Not until it happens. Hmm, okay, fair enough. Um, why did he join us? Well, his number's in my phone, I guess. Uh, other things we're going to talk about. What's the broadcast deal shit for the NRL? Waleed Ali thinks so. No one else does. Read into that what you will. The game's quicker. Is that good for footy players? Or is it just torture for everybody? There's always an answer on either side. Cardboard cutouts of fans, Tim. Is that a steal at $22? Or is that literally more than the price of an actual ticket for a real person? You can decide that. A second team in Brisbane. Why it should be the Bears and why it won't be the Bears. (laughs) The Warriors completed 46 out of 48 sets. Does that mean anything? Who knows? And, you know, a whole host of winners and losers from a week where the footy returned, Tim. We've got a strong what could have been. I believe it's a strong one. A lot of uh, engagement online. Uh, But, yeah, I'm just sitting opposite you. You're you're cock-a-hoop. You're grinning from ear to ear. A couple of mountain goats in front of you. The footy's back. The missus is out. <laughs> How do you feel, Tim? Feeling good. Feeling very good. It's great to be here. Great to have the footy back. Good to be watching it, you know, even though it is, buddy, 53 to zip. Uh, Roosters over the Broncos. But, yeah, no, mate, I'm great. And it is a great show. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it a lot. Uh, looking forward to, to Luke and all the rest of it. Do we deserve that? Do we deserve Luke Lewis on the show? Well, they say you get what you deserve in life. At least that, who says that? Ricky Ponting says that. Um, so you can read that, into that what you will. Yeah, that's bullshit. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. If if the going's good, then you probably got what you deserved in your mind. Mm. But I just cast my mind of yeah what, away what from a, the rugby league diaspora. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, I still say we deserve him. Yeah. Do you? Well, yes. You know. Yeah, I do. Listener numbers wouldn't suggest that. No, no, Yet. no, that's right, you know, mm. but, but that's one metric. as a lot of coaches would say, so. you can't always judge everything by the scoreboard. Yeah, okay. Scoreboard doesn't always tell the truth, okay? Yeah. Listeners. What is the truth of why Luke's on the show? Uh, I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking but forward to speaking to him nonetheless. Exactly, absolutely. Mm. And G, I'll tell you what, Pezza, it was good to have the footy back last weekend. <laughs> You obviously want to go into something here. Yeah. I just want to get through a couple of games. Yeah, just, you know, yeah, yeah. You okay. know, I was sort of, I was really impressed with Parramatta. 
you know, as hard as I don't really like saying that. You know? Is there a new context to that, given that you know, right behind me where the TV sits, the the, the Broncos who parabeat mm. are, are now down fifty three zip to the team that you thought are going to finish outside the four. Now the Broncos, just to remind you, you said last week's game between Para and the Broncos was uh, the grand final preview. You stand by that? Yeah, I stand by oh, it. Well, I'm going to have to. You know? No, you don't. You stand by what no, you, you say. Don't. That's another thing people say. You stand by what you say. Yeah, and, don't back and, down. and courageous people are able to change their minds and admit yeah. when they're wrong too. Now, I was going to run through some of the games that yeah, I enjoyed last you go? weekend, you but you know, we go straight have into this. No, no, look, it's fine. I'll address the Brisbane stuff. I, didn't, I was unaware that David Fafita and Tavita Pango Jr. were out for a long time, okay? I knew that um, Jack Bird was. Okay. Yeah. So I forgot that, okay? Well, no, because you picked me up and said, so, well, if they come back, I still think, you know, Brisbane, full strength, with a favourable draw. Yeah, they're in the top two premiership favourites. Easy with that. Sorry. Uh, well, look. Um, come on. The Roosters are just going in again. Um <laughs> Time will tell, I guess, and we'll see what Parramatta's really... Time did will look, tell, mate. Time will tell everything. Parramatta did look good last week. You can't take that away. Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. Well, I guess back to my first question, does that get contextualised when you see that another mob does a little double bit. on? It does a little bit, but you can't argue that Parramatta didn't play well. They still played well, okay? We'll get a better indication when they go up against Manly, right. who seems like a lot better judges more qualified judges are actually mm-hmm. saying they're going to be the grand finalists. Mm-hmm. And their performance against Canterbury suggested that too. Okay. So we might so get so a So far bit you've of said Parra played well, Manly played well. Yeah, and the next point I've got is that uh, the Knights were really gutsy against Penrith. I thought that was a real uh, sort of standout. That was, you know, that was the game that actually made me the most glad that footy was back. Newcastle versus Penrith. Why was that? Well, it was a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. and that's probably, you know, my favourite time to watch footy. Is it your favourite time of the week? Let's have that quick. No. What's your favourite time of the week? Oh, probably Friday. Like Friday night. I think it's okay. pretty good. Just the, the knockoff and, you know, looking forward to the weekend. But my favourite time to watch the footy is probably Sunday afternoon. So it was good just in that, just to have a game to watch on a Sunday afternoon. You know, I've got a soft spot for Newcastle. Enjoyed watching it at Campbelltown. A couple of away teams at Campbelltown. Sort of... Novelty. Had a, had a bit of a World Cup sort of feel to it or something like that, you know, and seeing <laughs> different countries playing, you know. It's like when West Indies play Sri Lanka at like the Adelaide Oval or something. Yeah, like, what I hate what that. is this, you know? I hate that. Yeah, but it's just interesting to see, right? You know, it's you I ever, think Australia's yeah. never in tri series cricket overseas, but anyway, rarely before some Nuffy picks me up. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then it was just a good gutsy game. I loved like Andrew Johns' biased commentary. Like, I love that Sturlow got behind the Knights. I love there was a few young guys uh, in Newcastle. You know, really sort of standing up and doing what they could to win, and Tex just, Hoy, one of the yeah, great names. and it just felt like footy. You know, it really just it just felt like a game of footy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was one thing I noticed the most out of last week. End playing without the crowds, I think was maybe part of this. Probably having a long layoff and being grateful just to play again was the. There were just smiles on players' faces. I saw a lot. You know, I saw some interactions with opposition players. Uh, that sometimes maybe in the past you'd get upset about because you're like, oh, well, you know, they should be more upset they're losing things. But then you just realise that it is just a game of footy as well. And, yeah, and I think that was sort of displayed in that Sunday afternoon game. So, 
you know, and also one of my mates was texting me through thinking that Edric Lee's name was Cedric Lee. Yeah, and, um, that's better. I mean, that was pretty funny as that's well. That's pretty good. And, and, you, and that, you left it and too. That, well, that had a pretty good ring to it. I wasn't going to pick him up on mm. it. I thought, yeah, you know what? Mm. I'm not going to pick him up on it. Mm. Cedric it is. Mm. Too easy. Mm. So that was the wrap really, Pezzy. You know, Saints and the Bulldogs are pretty disappointing. Are very disappointing, really. Uh, particularly St. George, Illawarra. Uh, and Mary's now under the pump. Mary McGregor, that is. Yes. Uh, they reckon he's probably got two weeks uh-huh. uh, to turn it around, or otherwise he might be um, looking for a new job somewhere. Oh, is that uh, right? And as as is Dean Pay as well. So uh, tough times for both those sides. However, however, the Gold Coast I think got hammered more than those two sides against maybe well. North Queensland's still a good side, but nothing's being said about the Gold Coast. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, that, I think does that we've, say we've, something? we've become conditioned to expect poor performance or mediocrity from the coast. So the news is when they play well. It's There's actually no news in their rank mediocrity. Can I pick you up on the Dragons and Mary for a second? Absolutely. They say he's got two weeks, according to you and your sources. Yeah. Yeah. just want to read you something from the... Um, the Fire Up Twitter account. Yeah, please T- do. Toey Human. At Toey Human. Uh, any word yet on why they would relax Flanagan? This is Shane Flanagan who's reported to possibly be in the ranks for taking over. Mary. Oh, yep, yep. Any word on why they would relax Flanagan's ban for cheating while suspended for cheating? Any word on that yet? And he went on to say he should also have been banned for using his work email to cheat. Ungraded stupidity straight to the judiciary. You think the Dragons need Flanagan? Do you think that would be fair? I don't think so. Mm. But there was this sort of, I guess, loophole or decision that was made where he could come back as an assistant coach, not an actual coach, not a full time, not a head coach. So, I mean, that's pretty laughable in itself that you can be, you can do all that cheating and breach that many rules, uh, but still be allowed, you know to be paid a wage and be involved mm. in the club. So if you, if you go on that mm. that side of it, well, he might as well just be the head coach, mightn't he? Uh, but f- for me personally, no, I don't think he should. Okay, let's get on to the refs. Let's get on to this new way of playing rugby league. You ready? Can we do this? Let, let me set yeah, this up. Yeah, I'm ready. Let me set this up, okay? Written by our, a good friend of the show, Richard Hines. Yeah. Vlandy's ball. The ballistic new rugby league where ruck infringements are waved away with six again by the single referee and the inevitable fatigue created by repeat sets, which leaves defences gasping for air. And might I add a little bit of an author's flourish here. Mm. A lot of space in the middle. Tim, what'd you make of Vlandy's ball? I liked it. I was into it. I thought I would like it. I said that last week. I think the... And you were one right. One ref, yeah, for a change. You, right. you know, you've got, you got to hang on to this yeah. when it happens, you know, because it's rare. Lord. Uh, so, no, I, I liked it. I thought there was... I remember I think I sent you a text message at one point in one of the games saying there's teams playing with depth. With depth. With depth. Yeah, that was para Brisbane. Yeah, we haven't seen that. It was a scrum play. We haven't seen that for, for a long time, you know, and I think the one ref, the six again, the fatigue, that's all, mm. that's all part of it, so... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think there's, it's. I think it'll get. I think it's going to get better and better. There's some skeptics out there saying that, oh well, you know, the coaches will find a way around it, and you know, it'll all slow back down, and it'll become block plays and tram tracks and all that sort of stuff again. 
bloke plays but, a but tram tracks. But I don't think it will. It's an album. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited for it. You know, the, you know, it's bringing the small man back into the game more than anything. Particularly the the fatigue. That's what it. You know, and people love. Have always loved the small guy. Uh, yeah, hang on. A lot of people are sort of not buying that line, hook, line, and sinker. Like that—that's the—that's the like the administration plus Fox Sports, which overlaps in a lot of ways. That's that line. The small man will make a few more breaks. The halfback comes into the game. Small man versus big man Tried gets a forward. bit easier. I saw stats to suggest that there was no increase in in line breaks by halfbacks from. Pre-Vlandy's ball to post-Vlandy's ball last week. And that's only one week. It's a small sample size. Mm. Mm. Don't, don't get me wrong. No, no, no. Uh, it, we're right to be sceptical about swallowing this line though, right? Now, I say this as a devil's advocate. I want you to chisel this out because I've got a view. Mm. But like, do you th- does it benefit the small man necessarily? I mean, let's break down what this new form of rugby league actually does. What, like, what makes it better? Fatigue. That's yeah, but the, it. okay, let's get, That's, get well, deeper that, on fatigue. Spots. Okay, so fatigue is, is meaning people get tired. Mm. Okay, they get tired quicker. Mm. Therefore, they uh, some power is taken out of what they do. Uh, it's harder Agility. to make. It also, but also mentally, because mm. you're under fatigue, it's a bit harder to get in the right position to get back ten. Even just mentally, you know, or read a play. Uh, which which makes mm. defensive lines much more vulnerable, mm. okay? Which means, just simply put, it should be easier to attack against a vulnerable but defensive those attackers, line. But those attackers are probably tired too. Yeah, but you know how footy works. You know, when you've got the ball, you're not as tired. Yeah. You know, that, that is just how it works. You know, it's, a, it's much of a mental game as it is a physical game. That's why we this like is a point sport. people are making. Like and this is on the Maddie Johns podcast. Is like it should benefit your kind of your natural footy players a bit more. The guy who you know inverted commas grew up in the backyard. Mm. Now lucky you know if they did grow up in a backyard in terms of you know property spaces these days, etc. Well, but that's a separate issue that we've dealt with on a different podcast. Yes. But uh, you know, do you agree with that? Do you think do you think the footy player stands to benefit and the kind of the hulking sports science driven athlete? The uh, you know the the weightlifter who can't catch a ball with two hands, well he might be, or she might mm-hmm. be a thing of the past. Presumably they're employing this in uh, WNRL too. Yeah, yeah, no. I've got an answer for this. Great. Uh, it's going to favour the football player more um, because of what I just said previously with the attack. Uh, and, and you know, guys will be able to pick out defenders and, and read certain situations. Bit more broken play, ball. a bit more tired. Exactly. So you've got to, you, those who can make decisions and actually find the space in the field. That's will right. That's benefit. with attack. But also on the flip side is, and I'll um, I'll tell you a quick little story. Please, of yeah. When I was, all right. No, no, no. No, it gives a yarn. Yeah, just a yeah. quick one. Yeah, just yeah, a yeah. real quick right, one. It's yeah, not yeah, even right. that the good. Club presentation. Not no, that a bit of a yarn. No, it's no, not you're holding the beer. No, Can you do it like you're in a club presentation night? Oh, you know. And <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's very simple. Do Don't like your coach. Stop talking. Yeah, well, speaking of coaching, I was actually back when I did my level one rugby union coaching course, uh, of all things, uh, I re- still remember vividly, and it was in the time when Phil War and George Smith were dominating Australian rugby union. I like, like those names. And um, the guy who was presenting it, I can't remember his name, sadly, uh, 
said, he said there's a perception that George Smith and Phil War are the fittest guys out there on the field. He's like, they're not. He said, although they are extremely fit, what they do is they, they know they're the smartest guys on the field. Mm. They know where the ball's going to be. They know where the ball's going to be, you know, after X amount of phases or in, in league terms, tackles. So they can anticipate and they're there early. Read the play. Yeah. So it works the same in defence. So with the footy guys, league guys, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, so you don't have to just assume that your footy players are halfbacks and five eights, which is what we usually do. They can still very much be your prop forwards or your, your second rowers, uh, and they might actually start to be called second rowers again instead of edge runners and things like that. I don't know, um, but they'll be into it as well. So, and I th- the other thing because this is going to happen, it's going to change the way they train, Pezza. All right, so they're actually going to train footy more. All right, you know, we talk about the tram track stuff. Where it's literally, train footy. you know, guys would turn up at training and go to games and they were only allowed to run in a, you know, a certain little certain corridor channels. of the field. And if they left that part of the field, then they'd be doing 400s, you know, on the, the Tuesday mm. and the Thursday. Without water. Exactly. Yeah, water's weak. Yeah, that's right. So look, that's a pretty long, drawn out sort long. of answer. But, long. you know, you you chimed in with the... The after dinner speaking stuff. So that you know, that's what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got to say about that. Uh, okay, Tim. Listen, why don't we uh, chat with somebody? Speaking of uh, second rowers or edge back rowers or wingers or every position uh, that ever footy existed. Plays. Yeah, footy players. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we hear from someone who we definitely don't deserve to have on the show, but has thankfully agreed to come on anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Right after this, Luke Lewis. Well, you may be laughing as you listen to this because uh, if you tune into The Hill a few years ago when um, Tim and I would record from Clifton Hill in Melbourne, you would have um, yeah, you'd been surprised to hear that a few years later we'd have uh, a literal rugby league legend, international state player, multiple premiership winner, Luke Lewis, uh, as part of our podcast. But here we are. We made it. Uh, and yeah, to those of you who wonder whether I did winning starts on Monday on the ABC just for the hill, well, you'd be right. That was just a thing that I did for one year so I could come back, bring some guests with me. And uh, it is my pleasure to introduce, with that in mind, Luke Lewis. Luke, g'day. G'day, Sam, Tim. It's good to be on here, boys. I wish I was sitting here having a beer with you, I tell you. But, uh, mate, good to hear your voice again. Oh, very kind of you to say. I mean, uh, you know, let, let's get first questions out of the way, you know, for the old winning starts on Monday listeners. I mean, there must be a podcast-shaped hole that you feel on Monday mornings uh, with us not doing that show anymore. Uh, absolutely. I'll tell you what, I, I miss going into Monday mornings and, you know, obviously taking the out of each other and having a laugh over what happened over the weekends, but... Um, yeah, look, I'm just glad the footy's back on, to be brutally honest with you. So, um, mate, keeps us busy and keeps our mind occupied and uh, obviously knows the world sort of slowly coming back into you know, how we used to know it. So, mate, it hasn't been too bad, but I'd love to get back on there and have our own podcast again. I really enjoyed our Monday mornings. That's nice. Uh, you can always join the Hill later. We can discuss that yeah. off air, obviously. I know, I know you've been champing in a bit to join this yeah, show. Sounds um, plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lift the hood too much on, you know, the Luke Lewis personality, but, like, one thing that I enjoyed about that show on Mondays was um, when we called guests, just before we spoke to them, you would often call with a sort of prank or you put a voice on or something like that. I mean, do, you, like, do, do most of the public know that uh, you can play many characters uh, when it comes to the, the personality of Luke Lewis? <laughs> no, not the people who don't know me. They all think I'm, you know, pretty straight down the line, but all the boys who know me, they like I like to have a bit of fun and... Uh, you know, there's something going on. I'm usually involved in it, but uh, mate, don't take life too serious. That's that's one motto I live by, and uh, you know, try and enjoy as much as I can. But 
but I do miss uh, ringing up and making those you know prank calls and having a laugh and. <laughs> Yeah, you just have a bit of band. I think everyone misses it, to be honest with you. <laughs> nice one. Well, I'll, 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 I'll give you a footy question then. Um, we'd have a lot of guys who actually do enjoy the footy rather than me talking shit. But, um, mate, uh, obviously a couple of rule changes happening in the game. At the moment, we've been discussing that on the show for a couple of weeks. There's a bit of conjecture over, you know, who it may benefit, who it might disadvantage. I mean, like, what's your read on changes to the ruck, a bit of speed through the middle? You know, which teams do you think it's going to advantage? And there's a lot of people saying that it's going to help footy play more than say athletes like do you agree with that yeah absolutely I, I love the rule changes um, the six to go again uh, six to go call is probably one of the best um, initiatives NRL's taken and I also yeah, I, I think you're 100% right when it comes to football players and um, you know, it's just going to be off the cuff a lot of people who like for me I think the halves who get the ball over the ad line at speed playing some footy playing eyes up football as we like to call it uh, linking up with their back rolls, um, who are punching really nice holes out wide, will get a whole lot of benefit out of it. Uh, the, the teams we saw last weekend, Canberra, uh, obviously Roosters. I think Melbourne will come good. Uh, obviously, they're a little bit um, off the pace for their first game, but they'll, they'll come good. Uh, there's so many um, uh, little uh, scenarios uh, that could really turn a game, but if you get a bit of momentum early, uh, it's very hard to turn around because... Mate, the leg speed of some of these sides and big uh, big men they got in it, uh, if you don't get on top and, and slow the play the ball down as much as possible, you're never going to get back in the game. And that's what we're seeing tonight. Obviously, the Broncos and the Roosters are playing, but the Roosters are just getting straight on the front foot, quick play the balls and causing all sorts of havoc up through the middle of the field, and the edges are getting all the benefits from it. So I think uh, the big mobile forward pack who've got you know good engines and then obviously really good dummy halves in the middle who can, you know, play that eyes up football we're just talking about. And then you've got Luke Keary and obviously Kyle Flanagan who are going to thrive in this game as well, who love to get the ball running and taking on a real tight defensive line. So, mate, it's been a real good game to watch last weekend. I thought the referees stayed out of the game a lot. Uh, there wasn't too many penalties blown. You know, usually every week we're talking about some sort of blunder that the referee has come up with. But, um, mate, last weekend there was none. And so far in this game, it's been a, a real quality game of footy for the Roosters, not for the Broncos, but... Um, yeah, awesome game to watch. Loving it. Do you think that the refereeing was at a higher standard because there was only one referee? Yeah, absolutely. I, I said this before when they come out and said there's going to be one referee. Um, it'll go back to the old days of like who is the best ref, who, who does the best job. Um, and I think all the referees on the weekend had a really, really good uh, you know, first weekend uh, that they're getting used to obviously refereeing once. But the thing I like about it is that the same referee is... Um, watching the game through their eyes. Whereas before when you had two, you'd have one sort of have one opinion on the game and the other referee had an opinion on the game and they are sort of, you know, trying to get the right mix between the both of them. Whereas now it's just the one referee, he calls it as he sees it and, uh, and that's how it is. And I love it. And I think um, everyone can live with if they make a mistake, you know, here and there. Uh, they've also got the bunker that they can go to and the video ref to help out. But uh, I just love the way that they've... Um, well, the way they handled themselves last week, I thought it was spot on. Nice one, mate. So I'm very conscious that you've got the second half of the footy kicking off, so we want to get through a couple of questions here. One, <laughs> one serious one before I get silly. Um, a lot of people go, I mean, I'm going to ask you about Bronson Sherry just because you played at the Sharks, so and, and that's where he plays. And I don't want to ask you about the kid himself, but one thing I'm noticing, particularly online where we dwell with a lot of other imbeciles, is people trying to turn this conversation into one where there's a... Uh, I, I guess scrutiny on the club that he's been playing at and the environment that he's been around. Like, do you think it's fair that people 
you know, turn up the heat on the Sharks as a club when it comes to Bronson's situation, or do you think it's an isolated thing? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a bit unfair. Purely, look, I understand where everyone's coming from on, on that situation. You know, I wasn't at the Sharks when it all happened, but I got over to the club and all the players were going through it all. Um, you know, but they obviously uh, don't know the ins and outs of what happened back then uh, in 2012, I think it was. But, uh, yeah, look, this, this incident's totally different. This is the individual uh, that's gone out and sourced his own sort of, um, I suppose, you know, advice off other people and, and what can and can't be done. And he's sort of taken that advice and, and gone with it himself, had nothing to do with the club. The club had no idea. And uh, it's definitely not a club thing. Um, so, look, I think that's pretty hard. But I, I can understand where everyone's thinking there as well because it's happened at the Sharks before, uh, obviously not too long ago. And now we've got one of these rising stars who have come out and uh, obviously used uh, these uh, performance-enhancing steroids, which is just absolutely crazy. My my eyes, this, this kid could have been a superstar. He didn't really need it at all. But, um, yeah, look, I'm assuming, you know, the information he's been told is that's going to help with injuries and recover his injury quicker so he can get back on the field. But, yeah, look, I, I definitely don't uh, condone, you know, mm. any sort of drugs in sport. So, look, whatever the punishment is, he'll just have to live by it. Um, the good thing in his favour is that he is only 19 and he'll be back on the field if he does get the maximum ban, which is four years. He'll be back on the field by the age of 23, so he's still got an opportunity to, you know, to set things right. But, um, yeah, look, it's a, it's, you know, it's a hard one because yeah, it's something that I don't believe in. But, um, yeah, look, I, I don't understand where he's had that or what the information he was getting. Um, but only he can answer those questions, but it's a tough one, and I do believe it's not definitely not the club. Mate, I appreciate your thorough answers. Um, I'm conscious that the game's just kicked back off. I hope to steal you for one or two silly questions from our fans, if that's okay, because uh, they hang on the edge of their seat. For, yeah, all um, good, mate. All right, and, and we'll let you know if anything happens. I mean, it's Roosters 29, Brisbane nil, so I'm um, pretty sure it's just going to be a procession from here. But we, we play this game, uh, Louis, that Sparks or Tim Tim's made up. Um, called What Could Have Been. It's basically a hypothetical, it's just whatever occurs in his imagination, and he puts two teams together from different eras and asks who would have won the match. And he's yep. had some silly matchups before, like he's um, tried to put a combined Weston Balmain team together. You don't need to worry about the premise of it too much, but one person's written in, Louis, and said, it's Mitch Morgan, and he's asked, you know, what could have been, who would have won between the 03 Panthers and the 2016 Sharks? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> look, I think, I actually don't know, but um, I'll tell you one good thing is that I know I've been one of the teams, so I'll be um, <laughs> to win either one. Yeah, get a win either way. <laughs> but look, the, the 2003 side, mate, we, we would um, we were scoring tries at will. Uh, Reese Lesser and obviously Craig Gow and all those boys were on fire. A really good leadership and good young kids. Um, and then, you know, you go to the Sharks and, mate, it was the exact same mix. We had old guys, middle-aged guys and some really superstar young kids, so... Yeah, look, tough one to answer, but I'm going to go 16 side purely because, nice. um, mate, I have my uh, my daughter at the game, so it's the only reason I'm going to say that. I have my daughter and my wife at the game, uh, so I'll just stick with that uh, that theory, and uh, I'll say the shark 16. Another very important question here is probably the one where you're going to say at the end, okay, boys, it's time to go. But uh, it's from Ben Shine. We play another game on this show called Who Would You Rather Be? It's a sort of a primary school game, and. Ben says, who would you rather be, Luke? Wally Lewis or Lincoln Lewis? Lincoln being his son, um, who was an Australian actor, best known for his roles in Tomorrow When the War Began, Home and Away and Slide. So I guess you've got to think about that. Do you want to be Wally Lewis, a sort of legend, immortal, or his son, who's an actor on the circuit, um, Home and Away, etc.? So I'm sorry for that question, but I had to ask it. Yeah. No, that's right, mate. That's an easy one. Look, I love Wally. I think he's a king, but I'll go Lincoln for sure. <laughs> Younger, uh, probably more opportunities. 
<laughs> mate, he's uh, yeah, look, he, he could do anything. That kid is a he's a good dude, and uh, mate, he's had done a lot of travelling. He's had a pretty good life experience as well, and um, mate, who knows his acting career may could still take off. And exactly. mate, there's some mm. other things I won't get into, but uh, <laughs> mate, I think he's um, yeah, he's had a good he's had a good time at uh, such a young age. Yeah, good call. Thanks. So, uh, this this question's from Michael Sullivan. He asks, so he says, throughout your career, you played uh, just about every position on the field, what position do you think that the man on the street will remember you for? Jeez. Um, I have a wing or back row, I'm assuming, um, purely because I played wing for my you know, first two years of my career and uh, obviously won a grand final in the wing and um, sort of established, established, established myself there. But, um, yeah, as I sort of got older and found myself in the back row, I ended up wearing that 11 jersey for a long time. So, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say back row. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Louis, thanks so much uh, yeah. for, for taking some serious questions and some absolutely ridiculous questions there as well. So it's, it's our privilege to have had you on. So thanks for uh, giving us your half time of Brisbane and the Roosters to let you get back um, to the Roosters procession. No, it's all right. You boys enjoy those beers, eh? I'll um, love to chat soon. Brilliant to talk to Luke, as always. I say as always, as though it's happened many times on this show. In fact, that was the first time in... Let's uh, guess that's probably the only time uh, he'll do he'll do that. He did say he chatted again, though, didn't he, Sparks? He did, and yeah. he was good. Yeah, he was good. Great to chat with Luke. Uh, time for Are You Interested? Sparks going to bring a few issues from the media sphere to ask me whether I'm interested and, and kind of say from the top, and I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here, but apparently you've uncovered another event uh, that I managed to turn down or say I wasn't interested in the last few weeks. It turned out to be an absolute blockbuster. Can you fill us in there? Oh, so we're going to lead with that. You've thrown out my, um, you've thrown out my uh, order of events here. But yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Oh that, no, we're doing your well, order. That's okay. It's your, it's Look, show. you know, are you interested? You know, it's a chance where I get to, you know, bring a few issues yeah. to the table, take mm. a bit of control. Of this, and I, I feel like we we can break some news here. Yeah. You know, we, we it happened with the Bronson Sherry stuff, which yeah. is you declined, and it's also yeah. actually uh, come to my attention this week. Yeah. That you've also declined to talk about an issue that's now been investigated um, by Sydney Morning Herald investigative journalists, okay? And that was the betting probe around uh, the Dallium Coach of the Year last year and Craig Bellamy. So, I'm just going to read you out another headline about this and I'm going to ask you again, um, are you interested? For the second time, sports commentators bet submerge in Dallium probe. Are you interested? Well, I've got a few things to say about this. Reluctantly, yes, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I do enjoy that, like, you put this to me with some smug certitude as to suggest that you knew that these things were very interesting all along. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've obviously woken up on both of these mornings. The first one where, you know, Bronson Sherry has tested positive for every anabolic steroid under the sun. Only is... Um, uh, is A sample? Nice, yeah, nice, is B? Yeah. Nice, is that right? right? Or is the B coming? No, I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. Uh, Cocker hoop, which you shouldn't be, because you know it's, oh, it's well. yeah, cock a hoop because you got you got yourself a little laugh on the hill, and now um, Craig Bellamy is swan- swanning about with his vertically striped blazer, kind of the same sort of stripes that you'd have on a shirt, you know, at um, you know wearing down the rocks there in sort of two thousand four, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it turns out there's a betting probe that's happened in relation to him and uh, and, and people who knew something. So, look, I am interested. What, what, what are the uh, SMH well, investigative reporters Well, have to say? the two names that have been embroiled in it mm. are none other than Brian Fletcher mm. and Paul Kent. Kenny. 
that's pretty much all it says. They've inadvertently become entangled in the Dalian, uh, or the NRL's Dalian betting scandal. We've talked about this. There's before. some pretty uh, the- tight language around that, as there would be, because you, basically what's happening, like, isn't it that uh, the stats company who's contracted out to yes. basically tally up the Dalian votes have uh, discovered that, well, have, have learnt because they're the ones charged with doing it, that Craig Bellamy was the winner. And in the hour in between letting Craig know and the others know that Craig had won and them announcing the award, they there was about, what, 300 grand put on that that uh, yes that um, that particular bet. So, oh, that category, that prize. Yeah. And uh, they've said, yeah, look, we've, we've made a mistake. By mistake, that means we've... We've told people. We've told people and also put our money people. ourselves yeah. and some people won 10 and 20K respectively. Yeah, including us. Now... Uh, uh, hang on. As not us. The stats guys, yeah. The stats guys, yeah. Sorry, not uh, us. Knock at the door. Uh, and I think that's it. That's that's done for uh, betting on Dallium's. That's it. It's that kind of thing, uh, you know. That's a shame. It's been ruined, so... Mm. Uh, they, they work at Stat Edge, Pezza. Okay. Just, no, because... I don't know. They're sort of colleagues of yours. Former, you know, you did your time uh, with NRL uh-huh. Stats. NRL Stats. Is that the same company? Well, it's not the same you. company, but uh. you you were a former Stats man. <laughs> you, know? you used to watch, oh, you used yeah. to turn up and watch rugby league games and count stats. Mate, back in 2003, first year out of school. It was a, first it was job a, out of school? First job. What was your first job out of school, mate? Oh, Stats man. NRL, NRL. Stats with Andrew Moufriage. And uh, I was interviewed by Dave Middleton. That was back in the days, that was 2003, I went to this um, bunker at the MLC building in Sydney, if, you, if anyone listening knows that, would have been level 37 plus or something, like, oh, this is amazing, I remember getting out of that building. It was an ad that was in the paper, speaking of the SMH, like it was, you responded to the ad in the paper, and I think my dad found it, probably wanted me to get a job living with him, I'm dad broken up, that's what I think. Anyway, and uh, I applied for it, there's a lot of applicants, and got into this building, I was like, oh, this is amazing, got in, and it turns out they're... they're um, office their room was a bunker would have been a storage unit um on level 37 and in there was uh dave middleton and a tv and he 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 picked out any random game and you had to tell him every player that was playing and (laughs) this is the interview that's so good the bears had only been out of the comp a couple of years so i still knew every player in the comp (laughs) i remember i remember saying um what was i remember being able to say like Cataverata. <laughs> like, oh, that's the best. For St. George Winger. Oh, yeah, it's Cataverata, yeah. Uh, I remember, and I think with uh, Cataverata's in my head because I think there was some player that I said and Middleton had to squint and go, yeah, that is. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's, that was that was where my <laughs> yeah. head was at at that point. Got the job. Turned out it was $10 an hour, which was under um, minimum wage. Yeah, right. And yeah, so you'd, you'd do 37 hours of work and get uh, 370 bucks. So, mm. yeah, a lot of money back You know, in those three, days. though. You know, three, though. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we'll move on. I got move another, on, yeah, another yeah. article. I digress. Yeah, no, no. Another article for you, mate. Uh, and this is from the telly. Now, this is a good one. I think you'll like it. A ball man calling shots may cause Gus style Barney. Are you interested? A what man? A bald man? No, ball, ball men. So not not ball boys, but ball men. Calling shots may cause Gus style Barney. No. Mate, you have to be interested in this. I'm actually going to overrule for the betterment of everyone. You are. No, but I have to overrule you on this. Do you know who Barney is? How many? Do you know who Barney is? Barney the Bear. Barney the Bear. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to go through a story where Barney the Bear, who's the mascot of the North Sydney Bears. I know that bloke. He got 
um, thrown out of the field for abusing mm. a touch judge. Yeah. Do you remember it? Uh, I do actually. Well, yeah. we can't talk about it anymore because you're not interested. It's going to talk I'm, about. I'm, it's going to talk about grown men being ball boys in this day and age, <laughs> <laughs> and wondering if if the ball men, because it can't be boys under the COVID practices, oh, yes. you know, they, they're going to have assistant coaches, former first grade players, are going to be ball boys to try and help the team. Okay, but you're not interested, so we can't talk about it. So I'm going to have to move us on. Also, are you overruling or not? I'm just disappointed, you know, especially when we go to the top of the the segment. And, and I'm telling you that I'm breaking news, you know, with things are happening here on the segment. Well, man, I'm just and trying, to get, through the, I'm I'm just trying to get through the show. I mean, I asked you for a breakdown of Landy's ball. If I can 15 minutes later in a club presentation, you're saying something about tram tracks. I wouldn't have to start saying no to all these are you interested? Just trying to get through the show and let people point get on taken. with their day. All right, well, point taken. Well, we'll move along. We'll move so along. One. Some Georgia Lawara Twitter feed. What? <laughs> You ready? Is that the headline? Social media. No, this is just oh, the, this okay. is the St. George. Well, I'm going to say, are you St. George Illawarra Twitter feed of last week? Are you interested? And if you are, I read the tweet. If you're not, we move on. Oh, a tweet. Oh, yeah. Just I'll, a tweet. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a gamble. Yeah. Okay. So this is what St. George Illawarra Dragons write. With the footy back, we've unblocked the 30 accounts banned throughout 2009. Bracket. Yes, only 30 since we last unblocked everyone. The club does not condone foul language or abuse toward anyone associated with the Red V and will continue to block those who don't comply. Go Dragons. Are you still interested? Uh, uh, it's like letting them out of prison. <laughs> like, exactly. like Dragon Twitter prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd hope that someone who was blocked on it starts started writing. Well, you, someone... You, re, some, you know, like recidivism, re-offenders. <laughs> someone wrote, if Mary can win another two in a row, we won block another 50. <laughs> It's uh, pretty good. I don't do. mind that. That'll you gotta do. you gotta like that, you know. Mm, okay. Uh now I've got one more. Yeah. From Fox Sports. Our friends over at Fox Sports. Righto. Headline is He's a coward. Spud declares war on Gal. Pezza, are you interested? Marginally. Give us a paragraph. If you had the photo from uh yeah, Champion Enforcer Mark Spud Carroll hits back in an ugly war of words with Paul Gallen as the pair trade verbal barbs over suspended Cronulla Sharks, Rookie Bronson, Cherry. What's this? They just, this Carol is just about, goes on. They want to box each other or something? Car- no, Carol goes on to say that, like, Bronson, Sherry, like, you know, should never be allowed back in the game, should have a lifetime ban for cheating. Oh, life. Then Gallon comes in and defends him, and then Carol says, well, Paul Gallon, you know, would know everything about drug cheating anyway, right. wouldn't he? He said, Gal got slapped on the wrist for what he did. He got away with it. If you take drugs, we don't, you don't play our game. Our game. And then, yeah, yeah, the professional game. Uh, and then, yeah, Gallon starts saying that he saw Mark Carroll once and Carroll was really nice to his face. Now he, he's, in his words, thinks he's a two-faced coward. Okay. There's a fair bit going on there. Oh, that must be a boxing bout coming up or something. Is that about it? It actually doesn't say anything about boxing, but yeah, actually, you've, you've probably picked that pretty well. A bit okay, more Tim. cynical than me, I guess, but you know, well done. Skeptical, I think. Uh, Tim... Time for Who Would You Rather Be? And this week, and really, I mean, we're trying to get better at bringing the show together, at connecting the show through its component parts. And so with that in mind, Tim, I'll invite you to introduce this week's episode of Who Would You Rather Be? And who we will be discussing. Yeah, I'd love to. And it's coming from a from a listener, Slam JL. Yeah, Slam. So thanks heaps for getting in touch. Cheers, and we Slam. always like 
you asking us who would we rather be. And this mm. time, we've been asked, Pezza, Luke mm. Lewis or Luke Rickardson? Mm. Who would you rather be? Shall I kick off? Rico or Louie? Yeah, I reckon you should kick off. Okay. I'd like to hear okay. you kick off. Okay. The, the way I see, like, I don't want to go into this, like, Rickardson-Lewis thing by necessarily going, like, stat for stat, right? Let, let, let's get a couple of things straight. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get a couple of things straight. Um, both players actually both, they represented everybody that they could to the highest level. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not arguing. They did. And both of them are, well, actually, Rickardson is not a premiership winner, though. Is that right? So he, he, he lost a 2000 grand final. So, uh, is that right? Or no, did they win one early? Well, no, early he orts? was in the 2003 Two. No, he did. squad. No, but he, a, 02 grand final victory against New Zealand. So he's, he's won a comp too. So, and he's played in England. 01, but yeah. No, 02. 02, sorry, yeah. right you are. Well, you've overruled me there incorrectly. Uh, so they've done everything that they, what, what, what are you doing? You're still thinking about this? Keep going. I'm looking at it right Keep here. Going. It's O2. Keep going. It was it we were in year twelve, came around to my place in Dremoyne. Keep going. Matt D slammed someone's head Keep in the going. pool. I wasn't there. Remember? Yeah. Um and uh so they've done everything in the game, these guys. The question for me with Lewis versus Rickardson is like what what sort of identity do you want in the game? What are you about? And when I look at Rickardson, right? Here's the great thing about Luke Rickardson. Mm. One club player. He basically owned the eastern suburbs. Uh, from the greatest era of basically 1991 to 2005, could you could you ask for a better era to play the game of footy in for people of our age? Not for people 1991. Basically, that's... when I personally remember rugby, start remembering rugby league, that comes into my consciousness. To 2005, where you know we, you know Sydney was riding a wave in 2000. It goes through to 2003 oh, yeah, uh, with um with with the Rugby World Cup. By the time we get to 05, 05 Ashes, Australia loses the 05 Ashes. After that, Australia just starts to slide in life and society, sport. Would you agree with that? Yes. 05, Rickardson retires, wins his comp, owns the eastern suburbs, has Forrester's pub at Surrey Hills. He's basically, and, and he's, a, he's a male model. Mm. He's, a back, he's a back row workhorse in rugby league at a club that's had success. Hard to ask for much more. Very popular. Mm. Has played Origin, plays ten Origins, three hundred gamer, three hundred gamer, three games for City, New South Wales, which can't be uh, ignored, and he gets six Tests for his country, four for Ireland. Should have been a good circuit in two thousand. Mm. I said I wouldn't talk stats, but I'm doing it anyway. No, that's right. Okay, so that's 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 Rickinson. It's and it's funny. His Google. dad also played for the Roosters, so he got to yeah. play first grade for the club that his dad played first yeah. grade. That's pretty cool too. Here's the thing with Luke Lewis, right? Luke Lewis is a far better player than Luke Rickardson. You pick Luke, you pick Luke Lewis in your side over Luke Rickardson any day of the week. You, you're thinking about that. Their uh, levels apart as players. Full respect to Luke Lewis. Yeah, I think Luke Lewis is a better player. Come on, I don't know by I don't know by levels apart. Yeah. He's I mean, definitely Luke, no, a better Luke player. Lewis, Luke Lewis is a uh, like. Luke Lewis is not only reliable like Luke Rickardson, but he's damaging. Luke Lewis could be a game changer at various points in his career. Yeah, fair point. No, you good know, point. Okay. He's one of the one of the great back roles of the modern generation. Luke Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like this. Okay. I, mean, I finish my my sentences like this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Radio. We just spoke to him. Yeah. yeah. And we we just spoke to him. Spoke yeah. with a bloke. 
for me, all I can see that Rickardson has better than Luke Lewis in terms of career is the era that he played in. Like, if you offer me the opportunity to, to go from 91 to 90, like, 7, 8, that's very tempting for me. Do I want to do that at the Roosters? 91, 97, yeah, 90? Yeah. Okay, Brad Fittler comes along, 96 or whatever, Super League. Yeah. That's nice. Andrew Walker. Get to play with Andrew Walker for a little bit. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, play Origin 99 to 03. That's nice. So does Luke Lewis, just about, or just after that. Yeah, comes in, in yeah, yeah. after that. 04, I think it comes in. Uh Great era to play league in for Rickardson, but but I'm going to say Luke Lewis because I like uh, being a better player. I like representing my country and my state more. Uh, I like winning two comps and not one. I like playing for, playing for Penrith in that era. I like playing every position just about. Uh, and I like um, having blonde hair into my adulthood as well. And I know him. And I'm only saying that because it just makes you naturally biased. He played that. halfback too at Penrith under Matthew Elliott. You still don't believe me about that. That, that I never didn't believe you. Oh, oh you, and I'm just looking at the look on your face. On the phone today, you told me that he played two seasons for halfback. And I no, qu- no. And I queried oh, that. See, this, no, 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 no. Did you fact check that? No. Did oh. you? You said you would. I tried to. It was, was, it was difficult. I don't think he played two seasons. Yeah. He might have played one. He played... Game. No, 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 no. And people out there, can listeners back me up on this? I'd actually like it if people could send some stuff in and go, no, 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 he Just played... Just how many games he played at halfback. halfback. And I'm not saying he played two full seasons and dominated what like are you halfback. Saying? I'm saying he played... You're saying, I'm not going to say I'm anything, I'm but saying. I want to say a word that <laughs> applies to whatever I'm amount saying he of played games the best. He played the best part of a couple of seasons. Uh, the best part of a couple of seasons to be over a season. It was at least a season. Okay, done. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say at least a season. Yeah. He spent at least a season with seven yeah. on his back. Yeah. But you know what? With a bit of controversy, I'm actually going to probably go with Rickardson. Pezza. 300 games at one club. It's pretty good. I reckon. You get enough out of Origin in a really strong era. Play for Australia. And that's tough because, you know. Wow, turn down Luke Lewis. Yeah, you know, Luke it's not. Lewis. I'm starting not to feel great about it. Luke Lewis, eh? So you can be Rico at Forrester's. No, but it's not that. Like, I, I don't want to be Rico at Forrester's. So, so, like, so Luke Lewis be is Rico, on... I want to be Rico at, like, you know, Bourbon Bar in, like, 2001 or something yeah, like and that. And that's okay, and I'll respect that. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Playing next to Brian Fletcher. Luke Lewis would have done a bit of damage out at Rudy Harris. I'm not saying he wouldn't have. Or you want to go on a bourbon and beef steak in at King's Cross, you're that sort of lad, are you? You would have been around there at the same time. You probably circuited with him. You also one of your ex-misses was a big rooster as well. Yeah, used to go well, out there and wear rooster's hats nah, to the games. That didn't... What well, did happen, I've, that, seen, well, I've seen mate, it. Well, you know... Well, soft get, spot oh, for the roosters. Well, look... Which is funny for a bloke who spent the better part of this entire season absolutely demolishing the Bulldogs and, you, and absolutely giving the roosters a free run. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm not going to shy away from that too much. How much of your soft spot for the Roosters is influenced by your ex-missus? No, 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 no. That's not. How much? No, well... It's Zero? Not, that's not the segment. This isn't the segment. Oh, no, I'll talk about it if we're in the right segment. Yeah. What segment's that called? Well, if you could, what sort of, segment's if that you could somehow create a segment <laughs> where, you know... Um, 
who influences my biases. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> not bad. We can go through every team. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then why. I might be prepared to talk about yeah. it. But who until I then, hate and why. Until then, I'll be Rico just. Jesus. Okay. Cue the music. Jump into it, yeah. Right. Go. All right. Tigers, How off good. a win. How good. Nothing better than starting a Tiger corner when the boys have had a win. All no, right. Absolutely nothing. Nothing better. Nothing mm. better. It's the highlight of my week. All right. So, look, I thought it was a really good win, obviously, uh, against the Sharks there. What was the final score? I think it was 26-16. Uh, and, look, I'll say the, I'll say the obvious, all right, because it's obvious to me. Uh, but Harry Grant just made such a difference to that side. Or as Blocker calls him, Carry Grant. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, look, he just it just made all the difference. You know, he scored a try. I think someone said with his first touch. I don't think it was. Uh, scored a try, made about 46 tackles. And just, I loved it. I loved it, mate. I, there's just something about, because cause he's, it's not, he's not a, proper sort of rookie you know he's played a couple of NRL games he's absolutely dominated Queensland Cup for a couple of years he knows he's good but he's still a young bloke and he has that sort of I guess it's it's almost arrogance I don't mind the arrogance uh from young guys who are really good and he just carries himself in a certain way do you know what I'm talking about yeah man uh and that's something the Tigers have been missing for a long time I think and you know what I think it's going to do it's going to bring the best of Luke Brooks all right, because Brooks hasn't puffed his chest out in that same sort of way, really, ever since he sort of played first grade. But now that he's got a, a guy who's a little bit younger than him and is going to give him great service and hit him on the chest, all right, consistently, oh, I think that's going to really bring the best out of Luke Brooks. It's going to be really good. He ran the ball really well. Uh, what else was I happy with, Pezza? The forwards were great. Uh, Josh Alloway was really good to have him back. He's an underrated player. Uh, yeah, really happy. Uh, a couple of things, probably, if I'm going to be critical of them, Pezza, and I, you know, I can be critical sometimes, is that we're still missing a, a goal kicker. You can't be critical right. of the um, <laughs> And it's frustrating because we just can't seem to nail that down. You know, I, I watch in frustration as Kyle Flanagan's just, you know, you know, slotting goals from mm. everywhere easily. Mm. And I just think, well, why, nice is rotation why, is of the just, ball. why isn't it just... Why is it so hard for the Tigers to find someone? So I th- because I, they're a club that doesn't pay attention to detail. Okay, they're a okay, club. right. It was a rhetorical question, but yeah. uh, they're not a Larish club. That's that's wrong. Like, that's wrong. What are okay, Parramatta are a Larish club? It's, West sorry, Tigers aren't a Larish a, club. A, a Larishness can only apply to one club. Yeah. The Tigers well, are a Larish club. Fair. I don't think that's fair. The Tigers are built on Larish. Well. West Tigers are built on Larish. Shall we go through the names of the people who no, play for the West Tigers? No, we show, they're a Larish no. club. Sorry. That's hey, true. They're not a perfect club, but look. No, so uh, so we, need to find, we need to find a goal kicker. All right. Yeah. I've, I've heard Adam Dewey has kicked goals in his time. Have you? Uh, Embi looks okay. Mate, speed, up, the, speed up the goal kicking stuff. Okay. For God's <laughs> uh, look, the other thing, I've, Robert Jennings has been very disappointing. All right. We know you need big guys at the back. Okay. You really can't carry. Many, if any, small guys at the back. Now, David Nofalum is one of our best players, okay? So he's going to be there, all right? Uh, 
I'll go. Th- he got some points in my player ratings actually that I'm going to introduce a bit later oh in this uh, segment. But we need to. We need, Jennings, it's just not working. Right, I'm calling for Tommy Talau to come in on that wing. I've got a good uh, idea actually. If if Robert Jennings isn't working well as a winger, here's an idea. Why don't we sell our best and fairest player who plays on the wing, Corey Thompson, during the week? Oh, because he's small. And this is about 20 minutes after you've just said, well, the game should actually open up. For smaller people. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but yeah. not that small guy, not our best and fairest player. And bringing Tommy Talau because his dad was Willie Talau and he's played a couple of games and Benji once said he was okay. Mate, he can play. He is yeah, a very, he? very, very yeah. good player. Yeah. Yes. I've never heard that before about a Talau's right. player. From and him. apparently the the last I've heard, which was about an hour before we went to air Where? tonight, was that the Thompson deal's off. So maybe Matt just caught wind that the smaller guys actually And what do you think about that? Are you happy with that? Look, I'm not saying, okay. And you I, wanna, yeah, Tigers have had one win against the Sharks. You started looking at the draw going, oh, we've got the Titans this week. We don't play anyone who should make the top eight for a couple of rounds. I did not uh, the say Tigers, that. The to- Paul Kent says that Luke Brooks will win the Dally oh, M. This is Paul Kent well, who's I about did, to get done for betting. I did say uh, that. On the Dally That's because he said and, then, and all of a sudden there's news that the best and fairest might get told, yeah, no, look, he's surplus to requirements. Well, I'm trying to be aspirational. I'm trying to be aspirational. Okay, now look. And I've put, you know, I've put addressed or put this in the agenda with it being the elephant in the room, which is Corey Thompson. I don't, I don't want to get rid of him, okay? I don't like getting rid of blokes, particularly guys that, you know, play to the best of their ability. But do we really need another outside back at the moment? We've got an, we've got an origin um, centre pairing in Mbai and um, BJ Lelua, you know, so they're not going to go anywhere. Uh, we've got David Nofaluma, who's one of our best players on one wing. And we, we need guys like Tommy Talau in the side. Uh, there's Jennings there. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's probably just... And he's just too small to play fullback, sadly. It's just the way that the, the positions change at the back there. Um, you know. Question, does, does uh, Vlandy's ball suit the Tigers in, in a couple of words? Does Not sure. Tigers or defa- oh, okay. Not sure. In years gone by, you know, Tim Sheen's era, of course it would, absolutely. It was made for Tim Sheen's. Uh, okay, it was under, in, okay, undecided. All right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. All right. What do you, uh, just, just also, now that Vlandy's ball has come in, what's your prediction on where the Tigers finish this year? Say it now. I can see you sneaking into the eight now. Yeah. Where are they going to finish this year? Uh, I think we'll sneak in. What position will they finish eighth. there? We're going to actually get in they'll the eighth. Fin- just one, just one better. Finals. Just a little bit better. Yeah, they'll finish well, eighth this year. Don't worry about it. Well, let's, can we just get to the finals and when we're no, at the finals, then no, I can No, predict. we can't. I'm asking the question. Okay, well, we'll knock off whoever comes fifth. Uh, and then actually the Tigers have a really good record in semifinals. So, we, you know, maybe we, we keep going from there. I don't know. Okay, so knock off in first round, knock off fifth. So you get into the so, – so if you win that next game, you finish top four. Yes. No, that's top six because two go out from the first round. If you win your first two games, you're going Oh, to top two. Oh, well, I didn't say that. I said they'd win the first semi. Yeah. Mate, look. And then got a good record. I'd just be happy if they make the semifinals. You know, I, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go. I don't want to go on record. Once, once again, the question isn't what you'd be happy with. It's yeah. where do you think they'll finish? I know that's often the same thing for you because you say what you want to happen. You think what you want to yeah. happen is what will happen. I'd be very happy if they came eighth, won the first semi, and then bowed out from yeah. there. I'd be very so happy. Once, with a, that. once again, I'm not asking what you're happy with. I'm asking when you where you think they'll yeah, finish. Yeah. So okay. can you can you answer or just say I won't answer that? Well, okay, all right. I'll say they come eighth. They win their first 
whatever that is, qualifying final, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they get a bit hard done by in the, in the next round and That's your prediction. out they go. Okay. Second round of finals. Yeah. Okay. Do you want my 3-2-1? Fuck, that's hard. It's not hard to answer. Do you want sure. my 3-2-1 best and fairest? Yes, please. Uh, so I gave uh, Harry Grant three, all right, on debut for the club. I gave Alex Twow two, all right. He had a really good game at lock. Uh, he, made, he made over 40 tackles as well and gave David Nofaluma a point. It's really harsh on Josh Alloway. He's probably the best player on the field. Okay, let's move on to what could have been. That's fair on Alloway, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I gave him a rap yeah. earlier in the show, so that doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. Josh won't mind. That, that, that he Josh won't top. mind. Yeah, you got, you, you, you got to watch a bit closer. So let's do it. What could have been? Intro it, if you could. Okay, well, it was... Look, I wanted to do a couple of things with what could have been this week. First mm-hmm. thing, I actually was trying to cheer a few Dragons fans up. I thought it had been a tough week for them. You know, they somehow managed to lose to the Warriors. Somehow managed to not score a point against the Warriors. I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll give you guys one. You know, for the Dragons fans out there. 20 to 2010, you know, last time they made the, the granny anyway. And I put them up against uh, uh, the 1995 Sydney Bulldogs. I thought that was, you know, a bit of history for people too. Some people forget that in 1995, uh, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs traded under the name of the Sydney Bulldogs, mm. playing at a Parramatta Stadium. Mm. No people be- felt that if we were known as Sydney, then we'll appear to be a bigger club. That's right. Instead of representing a suburb, we represent um, an entire metropolitan yeah, all of Sydney. area of a city. Yeah. And so it'll even be better if three teams decide to do mm. that. Mm. Well, but well, the sorry. Roosters was Sydney City. Sorry, so don't, yeah. yeah. Where does a city Don't confuse there? Sydney with Sydney yeah. City. City, yeah. Of course. Who do you go for? Sydney. Yeah. Mm. So w- when, like, the Sydney Tigers at the time played the Sydney Bulldogs, we'd start up a Sydney chant, Sydney. Sydney and the, they, the players were so mm. confused. No one knew what was going mm. on, and that uh, was at the SFS while we, the Swans were playing next door. Exactly, yeah. We didn't know. No one knew what was going on. Well, people so were, were actually at the SFS most people or were at, at Parramatta the SCG, Stadium. Cheering on Plugger in '95. They were starting to, weren't they? Mm. Anyway, 2010 Dragons up against the '95 Bulldogs. Uh, littered great sides, really. Uh, let's be honest. The premiers. Uh, both won the premiers. Are there any sides that are premiers who aren't great sides? There's a question for you. Can you win a comp and not be a great side in retrospect? So everything's relative, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, to me, the answer is no. I mean, it's you win. You win, but by definition, you become a great side. You're a great side for that for that year, yeah. if nothing yeah. else. Great side. Yeah. By definition. Yeah, that's right. So look. A few people have just... A lot of people just went straight for the Dragons. I'm just here trying to find, you know, uh, what have we got here? Well, Sam McNeil is blowing up again, thinking that that I've given too much in favour of the Dragons, which is the stronger team in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, which I think he's getting a bit confused about. Uh, Alex Tay, who's a Bulldogs fan, has said uh, Terry Lamb would drop Hornby off. The ball, a la Ellery, but it'll be sent off because it's 2010 and Dragons win. They cleaned the game up by then, you see. Adrian Leung. Wow, it's a tough one. I think the Dragons might have the edge here from a big game from Neville, Neville Costigan. He's, uh, he's got a Raiders bias there. Daniel Carroll. 
what a matchup on the wing with 90 Gallon Dallas, which is good. Brett Dallas didn't actually play in the grand final of that year. I think he must have got injured in the like the preliminary final or the finals it was back then and got replaced with Jason Williams. Jason Williams? Yeah, I guess. Well, we played some suburban rugby we did. with Jason Williams. We did. Did we enjoy that? Talk about a footy player. Uh, but Daniel Carroll said that's a great matchup and has said that the Dragons for by 12 for mine with Sal maintaining a perfect conversion rate sapping the confidence of the Bulldogs over the course of the match. Uh, Matt Ellis goes on to say, no contest in the spine, silver lamp, polar mounter are elite. Heather, you're not bad either, so you suggest the Bulldogs. Liam Ruz, if I've pronounced that correctly, they probably haven't. Uh, I think they would jump out of the blocks, but Dragons forward pack would do the business. Tim Stewart must be a dogs man. 30-6 to six Canterbury win. Six points all... Six points all scored by Brett Morris. Dogs allow him to score as a gesture of goodwill in the final minutes. Not bad. So t- Tim may well be a dog's man, but I don't think he's far off. Well, he's just I just assume he's, he's a dog's man because he's twice coming with Canterbury toweling up teams. No no dramas there. I mean if someone if I someone across this segment and there were Tigers stuff, I'd be all over the Tigers too. Like I don't Well, you've literally introduced a show where fucking Wests and the and Balmain merge in nineteen ninety one. Both teams finished, what, 12th and 18th, 16th respectively or something that year and said yeah, that'd be yeah. a good merged team. Yeah. So in the end, and if you talking about Tim's uh, feedback there, it sort of did end up being pretty even as Bulldogs and Dragons. Uh, but I just want to – can I just say something around that evenness yeah, thing? Please, and yeah. I, think don't, you, I think you had someone send in some, some feedback about a better one. All right, I just want yeah, to like. Well, this, this I just ca- want to. This came in from. Um, this came in from the rugby league gazelle, who's been a great friend of the show, great friend of winning starts on Monday. Prior to this as well, um, wrote and said, "G'day, they're here with Monday set to be you know one of the dullest games of the modern era." Uh, I'd like to put to pairs and sparks at what could have been, and he says, "Rugby league gazelle says this is after you okay, arranged yeah. the one for this week." 94 dogs versus 09 dragons. Yeah. He said that separately to your. Uh, you know, instruction of what it was this week. Both minor premiers who would fall short and go on to win the big one the following year, traditional mid-season Queen's birthday fixture at an empty ANZ stadium. I like that. Mm. Um, he went on to say, I think the Dragons had pipped them with Sal to kick a winning field goal in the final minutes, full-time 23-22. See, I like that. Mm. I like that. I okay, was, so what do you want to say? Well, I just want to say that I think it's good that if we could just sometimes have some what could have been that aren't around the, the necessarily the premiership teams... I think I threw one out uh, some time ago now. Uh, I think it was with the, the maybe the 16th place um, Manly Warringah side of 2003 yeah. up against the uh, 15th place or 18th place uh, 1992 Gold Coast Seagulls. Just didn't get a great response, you know. So I'm just trying to think, you know, if sometimes. And again, with the having to be really close, people growing up in the Salo Cap era, you know, everything's got to be close. It's got to be yeah. a contest. Well, it's sport, you know. It's not yeah. everything's going to be close. That's right. You know, and I'm not asking. I'm not trying to design this all the time to go, oh, it's going to be a nail-biter and we're going to get, you know, bloody 1.4 million viewers. Like, it's, we're not, it's not about that. It's just about a game of footy. I've got no dramas. It's with, not what the businessmen with, say. But. Well, and I'm not, but I'm not here. I'm not here for the business, you know. Mm. I'm here for the fans, for the players. The sport. The sport. And so just keep that in mind. Maybe next time I might throw one up. You know, we might we might get. By throwing it up, you're not saying necessarily this has got to be close and it's a real brain scratcher, the real head scratcher. 
That's right. It's a real brain strain. Yeah. And look, some of them will be, but you know, just you know, that, that's Every the nature of sport. You're allowed to say, "Dogs will tie these coats up yeah. thirty to 6 I'll yeah. tell you why. Yeah, this look is at, a look, look, look at the pack. Yeah, look at Terry Lamb. Exactly. Uh, here's the thing I want to say about the 2010 Dragons. They, I thought they were destined to win the comp oh. that year. Yeah, that's of course they were. Yeah, sorry, what? Go on. Yeah, and then they did. But uh, that's well, destined. Sorry, that's that, a different that, that word. That side. I, I thought that side was a bit of um, I think if you're talking about like champion of champions, that side was not. I, I feel like that side was coached really well by Bennett. I feel like Bennett just yeah, had them going. Well. Refereed very well in the preliminary final, but yeah, I was at that game. The Dragons deserved to win that game. Yeah, and yeah, they, that's and, right. Yeah. They need Lottie to carry in the back with what there was about forty seconds to go. Yeah, welcome to rugby we didn't, league. We didn't get the welcome ball back. Rugby we didn't get the well, ball so back. Guys, Dean Young me. elbowed Robbie Farrett in yeah. the head welcome under our goalposts. Welcome to and the it was actually their ball. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Talk about a Larish team yeah. as well. Oh, Dragons set it up, keep the field goal. Tigers had their chance of fucking spraying about. Bo, you got Bo Ryan on the wing, having a chip and chase, regather, pack him. Anyway, the Dragons were good value for that 2010 comp, and they led the comp for most of the year as well, as far as I remember. Yeah, um, well, but, good luck to them. But uh, I do think the 95 Bulldogs had more than the Dragons, and I think they would have accounted for the Dragons quite comfortably. Yeah. We're going to give it to the Bulldogs in this mm. in the overall winner. Yeah. All right, so Bulldogs have got that, so that's good. So, and but thanks heaps for everyone getting involved. Yeah. It's really, it's really good fun on Controversial a Wednesday. Controversial segment, isn't it? Uh, so we'll we'll keep that going onwards and upwards for that. One question coming in with for mine, Spark. Excellent. Uh, this is from it. our great friend. I am the erotic warrior. Oh, okay. On Twitter. Uh, the the um, username is at warrior erotic. Question for you, gents. Hello from the United States. With the NRL set to dominate the, inverted commas, nocturnal sports fan who can afford a comprehensive cable TV plan, close inverted commas, market here in the US, how would you explain Fatty Vorton to new and prospective fans of our great game? Looking uh, for talking points. Trying to get ahead of the issue here, thanks. So I'm the erotic warrior, rugby league fan. Like I it. don't know if he or she is Australian or otherwise, like an expat over there. I've, Probably sounds like it, but and and wants to let's say let's say he or she's at a bar, let's say they're in New York or whatever, and let's for a hypothetical sounds if we up. can um, remove ourselves from the um, horrific scenes of the US at the moment, but they want to talk about rugby league, get their minds off it for whatever reason, valid. Mm. Uh, and I'm the erotic warrior wants to get ahead of the game and sort of say, good, say, look, yeah. this is Paul Vorton, this is Fatty Vorton, and this is one of the great characters of the game. You know, US sports are great in that sense. They've got their characters who are in and around the game. Mm. How, how would you get a US person over the line in relation to Fatty Vorton? I'll start with you. I'd, th- I'd show them. Well, I'd show them one thing. I'd show them very quickly him playing rugby league. Really? Very quickly. Really? Well, so you're out of what time? It's 9.30 at your bar in New okay, York. Okay, I'll scratch or that. Whatever. Won't even do you that. got some Motown I'll, on. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, he's Fatty with his, with his socks down. Fucking tackling guys okay, okay, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. I'll go straight to the really catch. I'll go straight lock. to the catch. Um, <laughs> in that testimonial, like was it like someone's Alan Border's testimonial yeah, or whatever Gabba, it was yeah. at the Gabba? Okay, and that'd um, be confusing. The scream. I would probably throw that up and go. This is this is a so you got your phone out. This is a, well, I'd have to elite athleticism, Australia style, ninety style. Uh, I'd probably start with that. Really? Well, yeah. Hmm. And so then, here's Fatty Vorton in rugby league terms, and then you're going to say, "Oh, here's his catch. He took it a testimonial in a cricket match." And then, and they're watching cricket, and they go, "What the hell's this?" Yeah, well, 
that's how we roll in Australia, I guess, you know. And, and we were talking about this off air about, you know, guys that play both codes. Well, shall we do it? Like, like, oh, okay, you know? I'm, Ameri- I'm American. Oh, who's Fatty Vorton? Vorton. Yeah, sorry. Well, who's Fatty look Vorton? At this. Look at this. Oh, he's a, he was a footy player, but check this out. Um, what's that? Oh, that's Alan Langer bowling to, I don't know, David Boone or whoever it was. Alan Langer? Who's that? <laughs> I don't know Alf. Okay, then we'd fold in the rabbit hole. But, it, but you know, we go, oh, it's a bit of Alf and, you know, start to talk about the small man and they're going to bring him back into the game. Well, how would you do it? I mean, what? how, how would you... I'd say, oh, in America, I'm just trying to think of, like, different sports who might have, like, just silly characters in and around. I mean, there's Stephen Smith in the NBA, former player who's now just, like, a, a sort of rabid talking head. I don't think he's – I don't think Fatty's like that. He, but Fatty's basically, like, an, you know, an ex-legend of the game, redhead, mm. plump-faced, larger-than-life Aussie larrikin who – was a great player, but even funnier in the media off air. Couldn't get more Australian, couldn't get more brain damaged it's and true. still be on TV. And, when, and, <laughs> and it and, happened after his career. And, so. has, and has had, oh, probably both, yeah, and, well. just, and just say, in many ways, he is the embodiment of the game <laughs> in that he was a great player and his, his, games, his, his, his life has had this strange arc where like, he was a really good player and then for about 15 years while he was cogent, his brain was cogent, he was actually a bit like, he was funny but he was also probably on the edge of like, um, you know, some uh, discriminatory and exclusionary kind of content. It's a different time, and then a different time. hurt his head again yeah. and it kind of got funny and, yeah. and you became a bit uh, more... Affectionate towards him yeah. after that, after yeah. a few more faculties were lost. And now he's actually seeing in a beautiful place where he's revered again. And that's yeah. just the way the arc of Australian sports commentary goes. Uh, he's the face, he's the, he's, he's the face of rugby league. Mm. So, you know, tune in with your cable TV package right. to watch uh, right. the Titans and the Tigers this week. Gee, Brooksy, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us for another week uh, on the Hill. We're going to be back in person every week now. With uh, microphones and all sorts of interviews and, well, the same views probably. Get in touch with us online as well. What could have been? Who would you rather be? Uh, for mine. For mine. Anything, for anything else. Rep, anything that you disagree with as well. And just a final disclaimer. Sparks and I are mates and um, I'm just working on my approach to him long term, really. And it's my issue. It's not he's a good fella. He's cheers. <laughs>